0: Don't mess with the Russians, Janice. That's all I'm going to say. You're listening to Pada Bing, a podcast that breaks down every episode of The Sopranos one at a time. I'm in studio today with Naya. We've got no John. John is abroad conducting his business, handling his business, doing his thing. Um, We're going to do our best to hold it down, hold down the fort. Yes. Today we're talking about a very powerful episode. I'm glad I have you here to talk about this, to go through this with. Employee of the Month, episode four of season three, written by Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess, directed by John Patterson. Initial comment Lorraine Bracco was nominated for an Emmy for her performance in this episode, but ultimately lost to Edie Falco. Really? Who was submitted for the episode entitled Second Opinion. Talk about tough company, man. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right in. Arena calls the house. Uh, a little seed planting for future happenings here. I Arena, think so. Arena calling the house. Don't ever call here again. Again, that's
1: ominous. Totally, she had been warned. Yeah, um, the vanilla stoli. I love that detail.
0: Yes, we yeah. know her drink. She said that when she did her lines, it was her on the phone. You see her, but she's not actually talking to Tony. Oh, wow! And she's not actually talking to Carmela. This is like a production <sighs> thing. Somebody was just feeding her the lines. Oh,
1: that's so hard. It's so harsh, right? I know. She never
0: actually had the interaction of getting to like go toe to toe with with Carmela. Give her more
1: credit then. Yeah, that's no. Difficult. She had a
0: random person just reading her canned lines. Yeah. So see. when I when I watched this, I thought of that conversation and I thought of it and I was like, wow, they actually did a really good job cutting it together. Definitely. The point of me bringing up Arena Calling the House is the cut to the chopping of the greens. <laughs> Melfi's ex is back in the picture. Any thoughts on the choice of that cut?
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting to go from like a drunk ex-girlfriend to like a fresh parsley, like an herb. I don't know. It was just a weird kind of masking because very quickly we see their old issues kind of come out they're projecting obviously they had an awful thing happen to them but it was just interesting to see them like giving each other a hard time but I don't know they're Italian they're cutting they're using good parsley I appreciated it did you notice the Toulouse-Lautrec painting in the kitchen next to the sink? <laughs> I did.
0: Okay, so of course Toulouse-Lautrec is a well-known French post-impressionist painter, right up there with Paul Cézanne, who's referenced plenty in the show. Van Gogh and Gauguin. Many people have replicas of his prints in their hallways and bathrooms and don't even realize it. Thanks to a place called Home Goods. <laughs> Shout out Home Goods. Um, I love Home Goods. One of his original paintings went for over twenty-two million at auction. So if you don't know, now you know. Cue Biggie.
1: Did did you like, did you notice that Melfi seemed very confident with Richard back in the house? Like, she kind of bossed him around and gave him a hard time. Did you like that dynamic? Do you think that was always their dynamic?
0: Well, she took him back. Yeah. It's implied, right? Yeah. They're back together. Yeah. What do you make of that? Or?
1: I don't know. That's why I was, that's what I was trying to find more, like, deeper meaning in this episode of the relationships, you know, and... I thought it was interesting that she took him back and what transpires happens.
0: you have any thoughts on why a strong, independent woman would take someone back?
1: Well, there's a lot about safety in this episode. She talks to her therapist about feeling safe. And she even talks about why did she take Richard back. And she's like, you know, it's okay to marry someone who makes you feel safe and takes care of you. Why wouldn't I choose that life? So it's like a safe, very textbook answer and reason why she picked him i think which i think she fights all the time but she does the right thing she's a good person and i think she loves him
0: she's a really good person and he's smart he likes to challenger. Out. well yeah he in the previous episode i think it was the um tennessee Multisante, one of the episodes where he's complaining about italians yeah italian culture in him. this episode he's complaining about um his her client which is he's always complaining about something, and she's always kind of like playing, she's always fencing with him, <laughs> and she she clearly likes it. So anyway, Richard's back in the scene, cut to Melfi's office. Um, okay, at this point, it's multiple episodes in, Uh, I'm kind of surprised that you're wondering why I haven't asked about this yet, but I'm just going to ask about it now. Finally decided that it's been bothering me long enough. What is the meaning of the female statue sitting behind her?
1: I think that's a Buddhist thing. I could be wrong. I thought you were going to do a big dive. I think that's like just a safe place. I think you were right on it. it means openness. I don't know. It can make people feel really uncomfortable, though. I guess that if I saw that in my therapist's office, I'd be like, "Ew." There's two, get out of there. and they keep and they and they persist. Yeah. So it's cl- it's you
0: so it, it's so yeah, it's so intentional. But there's no there's no way to like ascertain exactly what it is. I just wanted to throw it out there.
1: It's not very Italian. Let's it's not Italian.
0: It. It's not Murano glass. Tony notices she's got a new outfit on. We've never seen that before. Again, this is the Melfi episode, if you will. And all signs point to her, again, with Richard. And now Tony. These are the men. We're slowly being introduced to all the men that are in her life, drip by drip.
1: Totally. Um, I thought it was interesting how we could interpret him as being slimy for saying that. But for some reason, we don't. Like, he kind of is, like, flirting with her. Like, oh, it's a new outfit. Like, we could choose to be like, dude, stop. Because we could take that the wrong way if we want to as a woman. Like, Did you take it the wrong way? I didn't because I know
0: what's going to happen
1: in a, yeah. in a sense with this episode. And, like, he's not trying to be a dick. But yeah. in this climate, we could say he's being, you know, that could be a, a harassment, asking about a woman's outfit now, which is interesting. And I just thought it was interesting that's where we started, like— he, Melfi's getting attention for how she looks and, like, being objectified in a way, even by someone who respects her and, and actually cares about her. And so. actually
0: did make a move yeah. and was blunted by in, in his efforts and then still resumed his respect for her. Totally. It didn't bother me. Is that a bad thing? No, I, I, I found it really
1: harmless. It was okay. it was harmless. I'm just saying I, I should point yeah, it out.
0: of course. Then. No, but I saw it as Tony uh, being really comfortable in their relationship kind yeah. of thing, even though it was inappropriate. She, for the first time, brings up that she's interested in him having Carmella come to the sessions. Do you have any thoughts on this development?
1: I thought she said that after he didn't bring his log and was kind of, didn't do his homework, right? And she kind of felt defeated, correct? Yeah. So I think she's, I mean, talk about an unhealthy relationship in some regards between them both. Like, what's appropriate to say? I think she's saying that as like a subconscious dig. Like, let's bring another woman in because like this won't be just us.
0: She's not doing it to, like, pull out
1: all the stops to, like... I think she's being a, she's a little brat, in a way. She they, love, they like each other, like, in a way. So, she's pissed off. Well, let's bring your wife in. He's like, why? I don't want to bring her in.
0: Interesting.
1: Or maybe she's just trying to help, but why now? After he says all those, he doesn't do his homework. Do you have any opinions on couples therapy? Are you a proponent of it? Hey... I went to three couples therapy and that relationship didn't work. So I don't know. I think it doesn't work.
0: Okay. (laughs) Just in general, like brushstrokes, you don't have to like give specifics, but like, what is the substance of those? I've never been to one. Like what is the substance of a couple's therapy?
1: It depends what you're trying to achieve. I mean,
0: are you talking through the analyst or are you talking to each other? It
1: depends what, what you need. I mean, some couples can't even talk to each other anymore and yet they're still in relationships. So Mine was more some communication problems where I'm a little bit more reactive and emotional and the other person is not. So, so. It, didn't, it wasn't beneficial? It was because maybe we realized we weren't meant to be together. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't go to therapy because they're afraid it's going to ruin things. And it usually does, like divorce people, their marriages, and you know, that's why they say stick it out, don't go to therapy. But therapy helps you figure out what you want and what you're trying to achieve.
0: That's all, we're, all of us are trying to do on this yeah. earth.
1: If you get a good therapist—
0: who initiated the request to go to therapy? Was Me, it you I was love it? the Sopranos. Okay.
1: I wanted to find my and How did here. you
0: find the therapist? That's a hard thing. Like, yeah,
1: you got to go through a few.
0: Did somebody re- recommend yes. someone to you? Yes. Okay. Is that shit out of pocket or was that shit covered?
1: Shit's out of pocket. Damn. Never covered. <laughs> the good ones aren't.
0: And then Tony pivots to a rant about his son. He says that Anthony shies away from every, anything that requires effort, which is the exact same thing that Tony's doing to Melfi. Yeah. And then he cuts to... Elliot's office, which is a nice cut because she's at her wits end with Tony, and then boom, she's right where she needs to be which is like, what the fuck's going on with my life with Elliot? Totally. Uh, note the proximity of her and Elliot versus her and Tony True. Um, subtlety but clearly there's, the space between them su- is suggestive of, there's like a difference in, in the relationship. Definitely. Um, so, big thing in the Elliot's office scene is that Jennifer slips that Tony is her patient. Was that on purpose or was that intentional?
1: I was trying to figure that out. A part of me is like, you know, she has two Italian men in her life. Her husband, this patient she glamorizes, trying to fix and is in love with. Elliot is not Italian. He's like her confidant, her friend. I think there's some emotional space. She's trying to figure it out. She wants to win with Tony so she can prove it to her husband. I don't know. She's frustrated. I think it's a mistake. She just blurted it out.
0: I think so, too. Yeah. I think sometimes when you heart when you keep stuff inside and you're comfortable enough with somebody, you just assume they already know what you've been concealing. And it's an example of like, oh, I never told you that
1: yeah. kind of a thing. Do okay. you think Richard Lepena and Tony are very similar or very different?
0: They're just on opposite sides of the tracks. They earn a living in different ways, but they have the same wants. They have the same needs. Uh, and we'll talk about the... Yeah. the, the the juxtaposition of Richard Le fists and Tony's axe. Totally. He wants what Tony has and 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 Tony wants what Richard has. And we know that Tony that's does true. because of the way he treats David Scatino in bust out. He says, Hey, look, you get to walk away from all this when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 in it. You know? Yeah. And that's all he wants is to go to get out. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. That's a good question. Um Melfi fidgets when Elliot tells her to send tea to a behaviorist. Thoughts on why, other than the obvious, like, she doesn't want to lose him?
1: I think it's that, and she's failed as a therapist. so She can't do it alone. She can't do the work, you know? She's going to have to hear Richard bitch about it, told you. I think she's just, you know... It's like if you can't figure out something for yourself, you got to have someone else. It's frustrating.
0: Part of me felt like she loves him. It's not a sexual love. It's a love like... I love my Tuesdays when I spend time with him. And if that's going to be taken away from me, that's pretty sad. And I'm not ready to feel sad. Yeah. Like, she's emotional about it. Uh, again, that's one point of view. Totally. She's super objective and super straight, as we're going to see in this as this episode unfolds. But part of me does—she's a human.
1: For sure. And he's,
0: a, and he's had a big impact on her life.
1: He fulfills something that, you know, not every other guy can.
0: In her—especially for her. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to— janice and the metal detector tony warns her not to mess with the russians um that's all i'm gonna say i agree with that statement a little classic sopranos foreshadowing right yes the statement is made it's up to you know the breadcrumb is placed very agent harris style you know you need to watch out for so and so i love this line don't fuck with me on this janice get back to lake the delivery of the line is like a fresh coconut right off a tree (laughs)
1: it's so true okay
0: yeah um And then you'll make more money working a real job. It's another great line. And um, just a great sequence between him and his sister. Do you think he cares about the treasure at this moment in time? Like, does he want it? Or is it small potatoes to him?
1: Well, that was what I was going to ask you. Because she dishes it right back. Like, oh, you're not going to have contractors rip this whole house up? You know, like, they're both dishing it back and forth. So it's just interesting how they're very similar do you remember when G- I don't think he cares about the treasure?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm thinking back to when Junior told him about that Virginia Ham line.
1: Uh, Such a kid line. His eyes were very sort of like suspicious. Like, oh, what does she have? Well, he'll find it. Yeah, but he won't. He's not going to parade it around like Janice does. with right. her little beggar's cup.
0: So we cut from Janice and Tony to. A uh, dinner between Jackie and Ralphie.
1: Why do you think he mentions Meadow? Is he baiting Jackie? That's does right. he hate Jackie so much that he sees like ten steps ahead?
0: I don't want to give Ralphie that much credit yet. Okay, I'm not sure I know how smart he is at this point. Yeah, I'm. I've always found that curious too. I. It could be that he's trying to warm up to Tony
1: to or try he, to get yeah, Capo. or even to Jackie to just be like, hey, like I'm gonna, you know, she's hot. She's this young girl, like you know. Yeah, like trying to, because he knows that Jackie hates him, so he's just trying to like be a good stepdad. Like, let's talk about girls, maybe. But I was like, it's a weird play. It's a
0: weird play. It could also be a a slow burn power Mm. play. Get Jackie to do anything that that Ralphie wants, and ultimately say, hey, why don't we put a hit on Tony? I think it would be that. It's your family. Mm -hmm. It's your dad who was the boss of this family. Why don't you claim the throne and do some Game of Thrones shit? Okay, you totally. know I was coming to that. <laughs> but oh, that's, a, that's a logical storyline. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is total conjecture. But um, I see it. You see it with Ralphie walking in, or with Jackie Jr. walking into the Tony sit down with his glasses on. Total disrespect. Totally. He disrespects him three times, I think, in one episode. And, you know, you're lucky if you survive one,
1: but three. He gets so many passes. He Even gets, later, he talks about Ralphie getting passed over, and Tony's like, you what? Yeah. Like, excuse me?
0: Yeah. Jackie Jr. getting passes is part of his, like, character plot. Kids like pl- today, you're right. Yeah. Next, we cut to Ralphie collecting funds from a character, I think his name was Bashir in the episode, but the actor's name is Sean Tube. He's a great actor, and he's a, he's in Homeland and a bunch of cool shows. Um, they crack a plane. Uh, I believe in the massage parlor, they crack, like, a model train or something there's an interesting little symmetry there i think autopsy even refers to it um is he trying to show off to junior like what's going on here
1: i think so at some point it gets frustrating that he doesn't like you so ralphie likes attention he's gonna do what it takes and you know jackie wants to be in the lifestyle so it works jackie's they're bonded so there's no context here, but I don't think we need any yet.
0: Agree or disagree? It's just a scene where agree. Ralphie's warming up for June, for Jackie, and uh, putting some money in his pocket. Using violence
1: to bait Jackie is a shitty
0: thing, though. I don't think Ralphie really knows Tony's feelings on on Jackie Junior. That he wants him out of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if he did, this would be a way of him sticking it to Tony, which could bring it will bring up a scene in a moment that I'll ask you about and see, and we'll see if it if there's any. Parallel. Cut to Tony at Johnny Sack's house, which is a nice house. I love this scene. It's a great scene. Great scene. One of my favorite, probably my favorite, uh, most rewatchable at least. New house. Welcome to the show, Ginny Sack. Yep. Played by Denise Barino, who uh a little bit of trivia here, answered an open casting call and had never acted prior to this role. Incredible. She got it.
1: There's hope for me.
0: Johnny Sack's moving to Jersey, but never told Tony. Straight up power play or incidental?
1: Weird. I don't know. It feels like a power play. It's too... Based on the body language? Yeah, just too weird not to tell him. Why didn't he tell him? It makes it weirder not to tell him, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah. Ralphie coming into prominence, Mm -hmm. Johnny Sack coming in New Jersey, a $25 million federal fund matched project. Is that why? That's That's it. It's the esplanade. Mm -hmm. I mean, just looking looking ahead a little bit, uh, without giving anything away, there's a... $25 $25 million fed fund matched project which means it's a $50 million project and you know that everybody's going to want to skim their take on that <sighs> so but the tension between Johnny and Tony's awesome yeah. the way Tony handled it was awesome the way that Johnny tries to deflect and say totally. hey come check out what's in the backyard you know that shit's going down and we've been introduced to to Carmine. So we know that there's all this stuff in New York. We're finally getting a glimpse of the expanse of this universe. It's not just New Jersey anymore. Yeah. New York's coming in. I love it. A great line that Johnny says to Tony when he presses him. What the fuck do you get? What are you working in the toll booth now? <laughs> Besides, they already got the condo in Point Pleasant. You should have fucking told me. (laughs) Then he says, I have no intention of sticking my Mm beacon, which is an absolute confession that we are going to stick our beacon. I think that's actually what pissed Tony off the most. Uh, We don't know anything more than this at this point. But in this moment, there's a feeling that many seeds have been planted.
1: 100%. Um,
0: Then we cut to Tony sitting down with Ralphie, which is the thing I wanted to tie in when we have the the whole thing with uh, him trying to get Jackie Jr. to be a player. Uh, Gigi becomes captain, okay? Yeah. Ralphie's not happy about it. Yeah. I like the way Tony set it up, make him feel real good. Let him, they had a little hapless banter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, is it because of
1: Jackie? No. Okay. He just wants his own guy in there. He doesn't trust Ralphie. And he doesn't like Ralphie. So yeah. r-
0: Jackie Jr. had nothing to do with it.
1: I don't even think he knows. Okay. If he knew, that would only give him more reason. He probably wouldn't have handled it that well. One
0: thing that was interesting in this sequence between the two of them is that it's established that Ralphie's a top earner. And it shows you that just because you're the top earner doesn't mean you're going to get the top post. Totally. Tony's got to like you too.
1: Also that they're both fathers. Yes. Like his mention of his son, Justin.
0: Good call. Yeah, these are family men. Mm-hmm. Then we cut back to Melfi's office.
1: So and a weird I'm, overshot.
0: And we're back to the symbols again. We see them. A lot. And then we see the rape scene. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought it up. The statues. It's a very difficult scene to watch. Uh always difficult to watch. At the risk of sounding Sopranos apologistic, it was very cinematic. Mm -hmm. It was in Sopranos style in terms of the color palette, in terms of the choice to put it in the room they put it in. Yeah. The coldness is awful. You can have a jacket on and you still feel cold, right? Yeah. Feels like an eternity. It
1: was over a minute long, the whole scene.
0: Any thoughts or commentary? From your point of view, from your vantage point?
1: Yeah, I think it's, to me, it's like a two-tier thing. One, I love violence and explicit cinema. I think I just grew up always drawn to it because it terrifies me, and I like watching things that terrify me, kind of like Melfi likes The Wizard of Oz when she was young. And I think it's really hard to do something so graphic where you give the viewers a way to recover also because sometimes seeing stuff like that is you can't recover. Like I remember when I first saw that I didn't even believe what I was watching. Like how could one of the biggest celebrities like, or, or just, you know, Lorraine Bracco be in a rape scene. It was just wild to even fathom this actress doing this. With that guy. Yeah. This guy. And he's appeared in other episodes as like just random people. Yeah. It was just a very big moment for that actress and you know i think today the only other rape scene that might top it is in that movie irreversible by Gaspar no with monica bellucci because it's like a 10 minute sequence but today i think this is probably one of the hardest rape scenes just because of who the actress is also the episode keeps going it doesn't just circulate around this rape it's like just part of the day and then we see how it develops and Trinkles into the affecting her husband, her son gets so angry, it's awful, you know. And 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 David Chase, I read a little bit. Really wanted it to be like real life, like things don't work out the way you want it to, you know. And they did it tastefully, but it was also fucking awful to watch. I don't want to watch Dr. Melphy get raped at all. The sounds, no and the her underwear. I don't want to see any of this yeah. shit. Yeah. So and it was somehow we recovered. We're recovering with her. Like we will. It takes a while, but. Really I good. got really upset at the end of this episode when really? she started to cry. Like are you kidding me? I know. And I'm and part of me is like, do we have to see this rape? And now I'm like, you know what? I think it's important to see scenes like this sometimes because people have no idea what it is sometimes or what it feels like. And obviously it's not real life, but you did a damn good job, I think, portraying, rep- portray- portraying something pretty real.
0: The movie that you mentioned, what's it called?
1: Irreversible. Does that have a closure? Fuck no. It's so don't it's ever like, watch it's it. It's like Vic. the Sopranos. It's no closure. It's Gaspar Noe. He's a very, he loves to objectify women in a very interesting way. So he picks very strong women like Monica Bellucci. And it's kind of like Memento where it goes in a weird... Non-linear. Yeah, and Vincent Castle, who dated Monica Bellucci for years, awesome actor. plays this lover of hers who wants to get revenge on this guy who's horribly, horribly... Rapes Monica Bellucci. And it's the most beautiful scene. It's these red walls. She's down in a... She goes down under into a subway station. So it's very similar in the red colors of, like, power and, like, danger. So, which I thought was interesting. Her dream was red. You know, Adriana's wearing red. There's, like, a lot of these, like, warning signs. The guy oh, had, like, a like bright that. hat on. Yeah, I like
0: that. Warning mm-hmm. signs. One thing came to mind when I was watching it. Yeah, tell me your thoughts. Stairs. Stairs usually represent progress towards something better. Mm -hmm. And the irony of the scene happening on the staircase was a 180 flip of that theory, right? Yeah. Tony had made progress in this episode. Uh, Women have made progress in society in this episode and looking at 2019, even more so. But one rape turns that notion right on its head. I know. On a staircase. It's, I know. The staircase, the choice. It could have been in the parking lot. It could have been in her car. It could have been in a trunk. But they chose the staircase, and I couldn't help but find that interesting.
1: I know. The fact that she went back and walked past the stairs is just, I mean, I, I wish I was that brave of a woman. I love
0: that. Yeah. That showed her strength, mm-hmm. and it also shows you, it's like a purge.
1: Totally. I commend Lorraine Bracco for doing that scene.
0: Amazing. And to this day, the, the high shot of her laying there by herself, the angle, the way that her, her legs were positioned, again, true realism. Yeah, I mean, you know? back
1: to your art history, there's some some of the most beautiful paintings about, like, the rape of these famous women. Like, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's a thing. Beheadings and death and rape. Part of life, sadly.
0: We cut to the Soprano house. Melfi gets checked out in the hospital, and then we cut to the Soprano house. Melfi calls Carmella to cancel. Carmela is always kind of weary of Dr. Melfi. There's always, like, a weird kind of exchange <laughs> between them. She mentioned insurance, to which I thought, duh. Like, Of course, she has insurance. It was just awkward small talk. Yeah. Is that she's just trying to get through the.
1: I think Carmella feels threatened by her still. So she's trying to, you know, it's cute, passive aggressive.
0: A nice little anecdote or nice little, I guess, production touch point of Tony yelling, complaining about cake in the background. Regularness of life until you know something horrible has happened to someone you love, right? He was in the backyard watering his plants until he learned that his mother passed away. He tells the housekeeper to go find some dust. (laughs) Perfect fucking line. Tony's crapped out about the knee, which I can't get over to this day. It's probably one of my favorite sequences. Carmella's face... Nothing needs to be said about this other than just pointing it out. What a command of craft from both actors. So good. Okay. The way she's just sort of like looking at him and her lips are pursed and her fingernails are just, they're almost like little spears. (laughs) And she wants to just stick them in his neck as he keeps going on and on about the knees. It's established in season one you've got great legs, you know? And he just flat out talks about it. Oh, I
1: forgot about that. He's
0: wounded. He's like really disappointed that I'm going to go to these sessions and she's going to have a big scar on her leg. Oh, Oh, man. It's it's powerful and ironic and funny and sad and and kind of awful at the same time.
1: It keeps it moving, too. David Chase does a great way to bring us right back into normal life. A
0: horrible thing happens to Dr. Melfi, but then you're going to laugh two minutes later. It's wild. It's wild. The reference to Joe Namath, he, he likens Melfi's leg to Joe Namath's, of course, which is a reference to the legendary Jets quarterback who was plagued by knee injuries throughout his career, going all the way back to his college years at Alabama. Tony decides to tell Carmella about joining him in therapy. Was that based on her facial expression or is something else going on? Usually he's really buttoned up about Melfi, but now he drops the beans. Well,
1: I think after his whole display with the knees... I think he needs. She needs. He needs a point from her, so he's gonna be like, you know, you could come if you want. I think he realized what he'd been fucking talking about for twenty minutes about the knees and the scarring, right? Because yeah, he said yeah. that that will never happen right. when Melfi asked him in the room. But I think, based on Carmela's attitude, he was like, okay.
0: Um, cut to the Melfi house. Uh, another tough scene. The second toughest scene. Uh, The suspect is let go.
1: Does this happen? Yes. That's fucked up. So
0: it's called chain of custody.
1: What does that mean? Let's fix this. What the fuck?
0: So briefly, in criminal cases, it has to do with the prevention. The whole idea is the investigation, they have to prevent tampering and like the planting of evidence. It's like the OJ thing. She
1: can ID him though.
0: The thing is, the technicality is that before the lineup, something was messed up in the chain of custody. So there was potential for tampering, which would have thrown the whole case out.
1: That's wild. So
0: you need, the whole point is to have a, an ironclad path from the evidence to the crime, i.e. no planting.
1: But she did everything right. That's what this makes this episode so fucking frustrating for me. So
0: frustrating. And that she actually has a solution, which we'll I talk know. about. Richard's fucking everything up on the phone. Melfi demands the phone. The one thing I want to say here is that I just want to comment on like the general relatability of the tension between two people seeking answers to the same thing, but going about it in completely different manners we've all been there 100%. if you're with your spouse or your significant other and they're handling it one way and
1: you want to handle it a different way frustrating um i feel like i think i saw so i handle things differently and i will handle it the same way you do but just i need to hear it myself
0: yeah yeah like, exactly oh, i still
1: scream into the phone she had she no control do, over yeah. what happened
0: to her I know. and clutching that fucking phone yeah was, she grabbed
1: that phone for dear life but it
0: was her assuming control again she's an independent educated, takes care of business. And for the first time she lost that. Yeah. And the phone was like a metaphor for take back control of your life.
1: Totally.
0: Cut to the bing, which is again, the show is just fucking with us on multiple levels. I know. Dr. Melfi cannot get a break because of a chain of custody. Cut to the bottom of bing with Furio looking at pictures of saved by the bells, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. Okay. Which is a summer We're trying catch. to
1: villainize him too.
0: Clutch nostalgia reference, especially to my formative years. Did you watch Say by the Bell? No, that was you're, you're I was too young. Too young for that. Too young, yeah, yeah. Say by the Bell was legit. And Tiffany Ambertheson, Kelly Kapowski. Her name was Kelly Kapowski. What a name! Okay, that's all. Like, that's you, all I need that, to know. That's all you need to know. Oh man, um, hell! Uh, the Ginny Sack jokes come out in earnest.
1: I know. I forgot that they happened prior,
0: and I forgot that Paulie was so involved in on them. As we know in the future, that's like a—it's a a big plot point.
1: (laughs) I love your note. Get the fuck out.
0: Yeah. So Johnny (laughs) walks in.
1: Does he sense anything and keeps it to
0: himself, or was it was he legitimately oblivious? I think he was a little oblivious this time. I feel like he heard some shit. Really? Yeah, because later on, this becomes a thing again, and he perseverates on it.
1: But don't you think that if he had heard, he would have fucking been pissed off
0: i don't know i just feel like really like you guys are going yeah. like they were doing one joke then not one but two not two but With three not three but four and then all of a sudden he walks
1: in i know and he doesn't
0: hear it while he's turning I know. the corner and no
1: one knew he was coming yeah
0: just... that's that's why they get the fuck out like come on man
1: but that's i think it was meant to make this awkward tension like he's on their turf it's awkward for everyone they gotta button up weird yeah. It's it was uncomfortable
0: but it is a good this episode given that it's the melfi episode they subtly slip in jenny sack and there's jenny sack references abound uh 25 million fed matched funds to revitalize the waterfront that's what the subject matter is at the bing we mentioned that referenced that a few minutes ago It's an interesting seed that's planted. Again, I always go back to like how the mafia makes money is like an endlessly fascinating thing for me. It's an interesting seed planted into how the mob sets their sights on skimming government contracts. It's so simple sounding but actually a very methodically contrived business plan which will become a major storyline going forward. Cut to Melfi's bedroom.
1: I noticed that New York cover with the kids on leashes. That was really weird. Thank you for noticing
0: that. It had me thinking about the messaging like
1: 2001
0: kids versus 2019 kids and like, how much to keep your kids on a leash
1: as a parent are you a leash person or no
0: no but in my in my heart i am but not like overtly do you judge parents that have the leashes oh i haven't actually seen the leashes are you serious i'm serious i haven't seen oh my
1: god go to disneyland they're everywhere
0: my son is at disneyland today oh amazing i'll find out if i'll find out if there were i I get them i get i get it but it's a little too much attention for me though it's a
1: little weird your kids on a leash
0: but the proverbial leash, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, that type of leash I feel is like it's okay.
1: Yeah, but you're guiding their life.
0: Bonus points to those of you who routinely hoard New Yorkers and still have a copy of that one. Mm. I do, and I haven't found this one. Richard Fist's Cut to Tony's Chopping Wood Is a very beautiful communication of the state of things. Mm. Wanting to do something versus the ability to do it. And leading the viewer down the path through which our brains are already going. Tony's going to chop that guy up. Yeah. Tony will get revenge for Dr. Melfi. Television mastery in a single cut.
1: Rewatching it, I thought it wasn't. Richard's fists because you don't see him in the shot I yeah. thought they were hearing we were hearing him and we were seeing Tony or something but it was so interesting how like when I watched it and reading your notes I was like wow that was insane cinema moment there because yeah. it was him but we just saw his fists
0: yeah like, well it's from one to the other yeah. again wanting to do something versus being able totally all he to can do, do is chop some
1: fucking parsley Richard all
0: he can do is chop parsley but Tony can split motherfucking heads Yep. and that his that log. is an autopsy even mentioned that the log versus chopping a log, mm. super clever, subtle and clever. But that's the beauty right there. Epic. Show don't tell. Yeah, they just showed you two hands, and
1: we didn't. And some people don't even catch it. It's no. so fucking good. No.
0: I, you don't catch it unless you're really, really looking at it. Unless you're
1: it. listening to our podcast.
0: Tony and Christopher talk in the basement, and we know the basement is a place where the feds are listening, thanks to Mr. Ruggiero's neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Chris reveals that Jackie Jr. pissed in the car during the heist. Remember last time we did this, I was wondering what happened to Jackie. Did something other than piss happen to him? It's confirmed that it was piss in this moment. (laughs) Uh, Tony lectures him about keeping Jackie Jr. out of the business. This is still, in general, a very curious thing for me. That it's okay for Christopher to be in the business, but it's not okay for Jackie. Any feelings on that? Why is he drawing a line in the sand?
1: Well, one, I think he did make a promise to his friend who passed away. I also think, like he says earlier, kids today to Chrissy, like they're not the same. Jackie walks in, Jackie walks in completely disrespecting him. Like the the amount of respect is just not there in these young kids. He walks in and has a pout on at the at the restaurant. He comes in talking about Richie being uh or Ralphie being passed over, like he just doesn't have the, he doesn't follow suit, which is a good thing because he's trying to be his own person. But Chrissy's, Chrissy's a f- soldier. He's a follower. He he will do whatever, follow Tony to the gates of hell. You know, he's, he says that. Yeah, and I and then you see, Chrissy get upset because he he never had a father, and then quickly Tony picks it up, picks up on it, and like manipulates it by being like, "You're a good boy," like completely. And he says, I love you. Yeah, which is. Well, it's just manipulative. He's so good at leading his soldiers and telling them what they want to hear so they will do what he needs.
0: A little bit of awkward cinema when uh, Michael Imperioli walks up the stairs. He kind of just gives like a little, almost like a boyish wave.
1: Yeah. That's, um, Chrissy just wants to be, you know, told he's doing a good job. Also, he's already made. Yeah. So he's too late. He's too late. And Jackie doesn't have the balls to do this as we...
0: Little Lord Fuckpants. That's his nickname. What does that mean?
1: That's just his like, nickname. He's a little... Little bitch.
0: So Melfi's office, her first session after the rape.
1: I hated her walking up these stairs. Yeah, she looked so tense. old with the yeah. cane. It was like a complete juxtaposition where she was before. She was like kind of sexy, which is an awful thing to say. But she, you she know, she is sexy. There's yeah, that. but she looked like a little old lady trying she to get up, beat those, up. Yeah, yeah.
0: She refers to what happened as just one of those things, which was an extremely powerful and confident Melfi statement. Yeah. Um, Tony brings up the one-legged Svetlana. Melfi jumps at the sound of a cane. She's distant and tense. Like there's all these sort of like the symbolism that something is wrong. Tony's kind of reading into it. He's a little uncomfortable too. You can see he's a little, he's dancing around. He's he's gesticulating with his hands a little more than normal. Yeah. Um, she wants to tell him, right?
1: Yeah. I at mean, this moment. I can't even imagine. Before Elliot. Yeah.
0: She wants to tell him right now. Yeah. So what stops her?
1: I mean, I think she knows that it's not appropriate. She's she's she knows this is her job dealing with grief and even if it's her own, you know, it's still a process. Do you, you know? tell Tony? Yeah. Of course. Oh my god.
0: Tony says how do you get people to do what you want?
1: Which I thought was weird.
0: So powerful yeah. because we know he doesn't know. Okay? Yeah. It's one, of those, it's one of my favorite things about storytelling, yeah. okay? Books, movies, films, when you're waiting for the character to find out what we know. Do you think
1: he knows how to get people to do what he wants? Yeah.
0: He knows how to get his soldiers to do what he wants. He doesn't know how to get Carmela to do what he wants. Didn't know how to get his mother to do what he wants. It's just the women. It's just the women. <laughs> he Doesn't know how to get AJ to do what he wants. That's
1: true. So,
0: but his other family, 100%. He's a yeah. leader. The Melfi at the fast food joint, Rap Nation, I'm trying to find something in the name there. I couldn't. Did you see anything in the
1: name? I think the only thing was just the soda, because she drops the soda, and then then she has a soda soda thing. And Britney Spears is playing.
0: Was it a nice way—oh, good catch. Yeah. Was it a nice way to have her find out about him? Like, should she have found out about him? Or just—I thought it was— my. It's a question and a statement, and then I want your thought. Like, I always feel like watching it back again that there was something missing. Knowing what we know the outcome of the episode is, I felt like it was a
1: little rushed. Well, it was weird because it was like a glimpse of reality. We only know this person as an awful rapist. And what's crazy is he's the employee of the month at his job, which is like a good thing. So I think it's just weird when we see other sides of people and that's the that's the thing that david Chase does so well with all these characters like we see sociopaths that are good fathers or like bad husbands that are good le- like it's just so fucking blurred lines and i feel like even that glimpse where britney spears is playing she's just getting a rap and suddenly she sees this person who's basically ruined her life is a is getting awarded for something it's just you can't even process it she just has to leave yeah. but and I, I thought it was interesting
0: did the coke spilling mean anything to you
1: I just Other think she the was connection? just freaking out. Okay, I mean, imagine that.
0: Does what happened to her happen today, with cameras everywhere? Like, are there cameras in that stairwell? Are there cameras in the garage? Yeah, I think it's
1: it happens all the time. It still happens. Yeah, in the same it happens kind. all the time. Even with cameras. Yeah, and they apparently get off, which is fucked up. With cameras and ID and ID, being able to ID them.
0: Janice is practicing stones on her guitar. We know that yeah, David Chase loves brutal. rolling stones. It is brutal, it's but brutal. those are hard chords to play too. But I mean, come on, a little bit of practice, yeah. right? Um, the Russians break in. I
1: love this.
0: It's the satisfaction song, but the Russians break in. They're the ones who get the satisfaction. Again, a little bit of play on itself. <laughs> yeah. Repent on yourself is what they say to her. The feedback on the guitar was a nice touch. After the fact. What's with the locker, though? How does she get access to a school locker? Did I miss something there?
1: I thought it was a bowling locker. Is that what it was? I thought. I guess I just assumed it wasn't a school. Okay. But I'm not, I can't confirm it was a bowling. I just assumed it was like a bowling alley, like gym weirdo.
0: I'm going to run with that, that it's not a school. Because it just had, I just uh, immediately, my brain went to school because it was a locker. Yeah. That looked like a school locker. No, I
1: think it's like a weird wreck place.
0: Okay. Uh the Melfi dream. Melfi gets her dream sequence. The macaroni into the Acme Cola vending machine. What does that mean to you?
1: I don't know. This was very Italian Argento to me. It was very like Is that how you pay for
0: Tony's services though? Like is that like
1: Well, I think it was all these subliminal seeds. Like the macaroni, like I think she didn't really realize what anything meant. It was just like in this really weird like abstract surrealism yeah thing, you know, with the dog and the colors and she couldn't talk in her dream which is usually pretty common when you're afraid. But what I thought was the most interesting is that she said she hasn't felt... It's the first time she felt safe after that dream, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, she felt good yeah. at the thought once Elliot kind of decodes it for her. But she said that the she felt
1: guilty. How does that translate into guilt? Like, what's Because of the red, the danger putting herself in harm's way, which I don't think she did, but I think she feels somehow that she... Because it is common to be attacked in parking lots. It's a common place that they say to not be alone as a woman. So she
0: should have known, like Richard wanted Well, in some
1: regards, but, you know, it wasn't late. She's gone down there every day. So in some regards, it's not her fault that she got attacked. So I think there's just, she's still processing, but that's why it's red and then her hand gets stuck. So she feels... Her hand gets
0: stuck, what does that mean to you? Does it mean she's stuck without Tony?
1: I think she's not safe.
0: Is the dog Tony?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I think it is.
0: The dog barking, is it Tony saying, I got this? I can help, just ask me? It could be. I can't figure out the hand being stuck, though.
1: It's just her not feeling safe. It's the whole concept of as a woman, or just in general, like, you want to feel protection and safe. And she went back to her husband, and she gets raped the next week. Like, she just doesn't feel safe, you know? She wants to feel, and that's one of the basic needs, to feel safe and secure in your life. And I think her hand getting stuck just proves that she's not safe all the time. Just reminding her that.
0: Even for something as innocuous as, oh, even for something as innocuous as putting change in a vending machine, mm-hmm. that, like a, the regularness of life, she's not safe from the regularness of
1: life. Yeah. And she had just seen that guy as Employee of the Month when she was getting her soda. Yeah.
0: So it's all. Walking down the staircase is the same thing as putting change in a vending machine.
1: Could have happened anywhere, yeah.
0: I think we just decoded it together. Totally. That's it. Like, this is alchemy. I love it. Janice becomes religious. That's one of my
1: favorite scenes. The
0: doc is familiar. He's an actor from Billions now. He's the character that annoys Axelrod to no end, um, but they bring him in-house for strategic reasons. I can't remember his name. But he says that billing needs to see you. Did Tony foot the bill? I feel like that was... He's gonna, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was another nod to Tony handling shit for Janice on the leg. The Johnny Sack House warming party. Oh, God. OMG, the fashion.
1: Amazing. I thought the backyard was very much like an Italian farmhouse landscape. It was very, Yeah, it was very mobster. It wasn't as Jersey as I was expecting it to be, to be honest.
0: What was the messaging of the tractor for you in the horizon?
1: That, kind of. That. They're, they're potato farmers, and they're, they're just like Italian immigrants. I, loved I, it. Saw
0: it. I saw it as someone's going out to pasture.
1: Ooh, Someone, that's good, too.
0: Like the regularness of life, but amidst looming storms now that Johnny Sack is in New Jersey.
1: Yeah, there's like a daunting.
0: It was just like it was just too curious to not mention. It's like having that scene and having like an elephant walk by, mm-hmm. you know, like what the fuck is the tractor? Yeah. What we do in life echoes in eternity, which is a line that Ralphie says. They love the Gladiator, the writers love the Gladiator. It's safe to say that David Chase loved the Gladiator. That line though is also on a great dance track that was sampled uh back in the early 2000s. I want to say it's from a DJ named Behrouz. Amazing. And it was released on the Shinichi label. I actually had the vinyl. What we doing live? Check it out if you're into that stuff. I always think of that track when I hear the Gladiator reference. They mention property taxes. (laughs) Uh, The line...
1: Property taxes and you got to pay those.
0: The subtlety of that line is amazing. It's like a recognition that they can get away with so much shit, but that they're not going to fuck with property taxes. It's a deft little intricacy into the mindsets of these guys. Cutting writing. Tony's suspicious of Sack and Ralphie. The imagery is very suggestive and makes your stomach hurt almost when they're far away. Yeah. Did you see anything there and make anything from that?
1: Well, part of me was like, is he just being paranoid? But I don't think he is. He never is. He's not, yeah. And he's always usually right. He's always two, three steps ahead of the Mm -hmm. game, right? His intuition is very clear. Johnny looks like he's definitely putting his beacon.
0: Yeah, and Ralphie with the guy that he likes the least. Yeah. Back at Melfi's one more time, the final sequence, Tony agrees to see someone else. I think it partially stemmed from his last encounter with her. Like, man, this woman's really done with me, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's what I... He kind of innocently and boyishly thought it was his fault.
1: I thought that was really interesting, that his, affer- his first instinct was, what did I do? What did I do? What right. did I do? Yeah. Which I thought was really endearing.
0: Yeah. Again, classic. Yeah. We love the psychopath because he makes us... He's so good at making us love him. Yeah. He gets up to comfort her. And she loses it. Well, she loses it after he says, I'm going to go see somebody else. Cause it goes back to like, she loves him. Yeah. And then she loses it. He gets up to comfort her, which I thought was really amazing.
1: Yeah. it's one of my favorites.
0: Um, he asks her twice. What's the matter? How tense nails on a chalkboard Ugh, was that for you?
1: I hate it. I hate it. I can't watch it anymore. Don't make me watch this Cause episode. you're like, say it. I know. Tell him. I said it. I was like screaming it at the, tell him. I know. I know. You kill know? him, kill the guy. And he's still, he's still, and, and he knows like, oh, I almost feel like, I almost feel like
0: he's so smart. He knows, but he I just know. needs her to say the word. But then the whole thing, the whole thing falls apart.
1: I know. Do you think he would have done it if she asked? Yeah. I mean, he changed her fucking, what did he do early on? He like changed he her He changed her, her tires, her tires. Or, like fixed her car for her. So we got an, an investigator on her earlier on. Yeah. I wish he had fucking.
0: Uh, he could have, Vin McKazian. Yeah. Rest in peace. If Vin McKazian was, was on, alive, he would have been
1: like, "What's up? Something's up with her." He
0: would have had that shit on for mm-hmm. him. He, she says, "It's just my knee." After all that, and my question to you is: He's smart enough to know it's not right, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't know what.
1: Yeah, I don't. I I think he he can't deal with this. The only other time
0: I threw my shoe at the TV was the finale. Yeah, same. same, same. The same type of thing, which same. we'll get to. He says what. I mean, you you want to say something? No. Which again is the third time. Three. Say know. something. Yeah, I know. And she says no. no. And her face, I the can't. statue, I feel sick. fade to black, slow fade, a Daniel Lanois instrumental section. Get the fuck I out. Know. And they pause because they want you to like, let that nose soak in. Just like you get to let the series finale soak in. And then the music is like dulcet tones. It's, I know,
1: it's fucked up.
0: It's dude. so, but so powerful. Yeah. So much control of the medium that it is just uncanny. Chase, you mentioned he comments on Melfi's choice. Mm -hmm. You know, he says that moral accounting isn't always the way the world works. Quote, Melfi, despite pain and suffering, made her moral, ethical choice, and we should applaud her for it. That's the story. How do you feel after hearing that?
1: I, I get it. I just, I don't, I can't deal with it. It's hard. He's not going to give me what I want to watch. I get it. It's smart. He's not... It's not, not the gonna, way. Yeah.
0: It's also a foreshadowing. It's fair to say.
1: Yeah, 100%. Season three... There's a couple things I wish happened that don't.
0: Season three, we get, it, we get a pretty good indication that if there's no closure on this, why the fuck am I going to give you closure on anything else? This is the one thing. Ugh. This is the one thing that we could have been given closure on. I know. Because all she has to do is say... Jesus Rossi.
1: Yeah, that's it. She didn't have to say what. Why didn't she do this? Help oh my me. God.
0: It's devastating. She uh, really
1: is a good person then.
0: She's an amazing person. It's a, a testament to a strong, independent, fierce woman who could take that shit and be like, no.
1: But here's the thing. Think about
0: the people that don't have the option to tell a Tony Soprano. Well, do
1: you think that was enough for her knowing that she has that option?
0: I'm glad you said that. That's, that's, you know what I mean? that's that was her reconciliation. If she took a shit in the bathroom like I do when I'm nervous before I have to do something important. <laughs> if she was Thank sitting, for that. If she was sitting on the can thinking about it, that's the thought that goes through her mind is, you know what? I could if I wanted to. And sometimes that's enough. Yeah. But for rape, that's where it's like, really? If someone, if someone hurts you, someone cuts you out of a deal, if someone like burns you in business, that's one thing knowing, you know what? I could take this guy out if I want to, but like, a physical assault it's awful it's very spiritual of her she's Mm -hmm. very like above yeah um wrapping up serious question for a second i mean i mean this in all sincerity do you check yourself when you walk to your
1: car yes i took a class because i lived in new york by myself and it's scary you you learn all these things you're not supposed to wear a ponytail because they can pull your ponytail you're not supposed to be on your phone if you see someone you walk there's all these things you're supposed to do and she was on the phone she didn't notice this guy. So she didn't do her checklist, which sucks that you have to do all the time. As a woman, you just never know. People could can...
0: Do you look over your shoulder before you get in the car? Or is that...
1: I don't do that. I probably okay. should.
0: Do you carry something with you for protection? I have
1: something in my house, but I've learned how to, like, put my key in my hand in a certain way.
0: Do you do that when you walk?
1: Sometimes, yeah, if I get nervous.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That fucking sucks. It's terrifying. I just want to say that. Like that, because I obliviously whistle to my fucking car, whether it's 10 o'clock at night yeah. or 1 o'clock in the morning. And to have to think about all these goddamn variables, it's like, it's That's, wrong.
1: Well, you know, luckily I know some mobsters, so I can. I would retaliate. That's so.
0: true. You got, you got backup. <laughs> no, okay.
1: But yeah, it's, but
0: still it's, it's insane. It's, yeah. it, and it's worth talking about because it's important. It's still yeah, it's, as as important today as it
1: was then. And it's hard because, you know, girls are, are very strong and independent and can protect themselves. It's just one second of letting your guard down is, is all it takes. Unfortunately.
0: Couple of things to note. Tony was the only guy to acquiesce to Melfi's cry of no. Uh, not her assaulter. Mm assailant not her husband and not her son
1: yeah good good point
0: only tony and i find that contradiction very interesting mm. the second thing it's important to mention that melfi doesn't resort to religion or spirituality at least not that we can see up to this point in the show mm. this is in direct contrast to janice and Carmela. yeah Whenever they're confronted with violence or something, they run to God.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and this is a concept that autopsy has very nicely described as well. I wanted to point that out. Melfi is strong and stoic, and her choices in this episode make you love her more.
1: Do you think that's because she's educated?
0: I know educated people that are religious. So I think it's I, just... I think it's because she's, she's a woman of science. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, yeah, that's a good point. She's a conscientious objector, sort of. And if you are educated— even if you are spiritual, you're smart enough to know that there's a lot of things in religion that are ridiculous. I actually think if you want to be kind of weird about it, I feel like Tony was the, the, the final scene with Tony was her religious experience where in her face you're seeing that she actually has power mm-hmm. and she has to just say the word and her Rottweiler will devour whatever she tells it to. But she acts like Christ yeah. and says... I forgive my, you know. Such
1: a brave thing to do. I,
0: I forgive the sinner. Yeah. Do you agree?
1: Yeah. I like that. It is very religious, that ending there. Thank you, Naya. Thank you, Vic. I think we
0: did okay. I think we did great. Awesome. Okay. I'll see you next time.
1: What we do in life.